Welcome to episode 14 of the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast for the Graceful Empty Nester. What a great time to talk about triggers, emotional triggers. Yesterday was my 60th birthday, and I shared with my husband that I didn't want a birthday party. Instead, I just wanted a nice, quiet evening out. My request was actually based on a trigger of my own birthdays in previous decades. (laughs) My mom threw me a 40th birthday party, and she passed in my 40s. My dad threw me a 50th birthday party, and he passed in my 50s. As silly as it sounds, I was triggered by the thought of losing another person in my life. And so I just chose to spend the day enjoying myself, just me and my husband. You know, we all have kind of these emotional triggers. Some are complicated. They could even be a scent. They could be music. They could be words said, or yes, even a birthday party. Are you a mom who's been taken by surprise and finds herself struggling with her adult child? Well, it's time to grab a pen and notebook because I'm about to share some insider information that will help you navigate through this challenging phase. I'm Kim Damon, a mom, a life coach, and an Enneagram coach. I specialize in helping moms of adults in rediscovering the connection with their adult kids. Just imagine mom stepping into a state of drama remission with your adult children. Together we'll build a life grounded in grace and the peace that comes from truly knowing who you are as a midlife woman and a mom. Make sure you visit my website, the link is provided in the show notes, and grab your free course, Thriving in a Divided Family. It's packed with valuable insights. Let's dive into what emotional triggers actually are, or what what creates them. They might be a reminder of some past event in our lives. They could feel threatening, threatening to our safety or our well-being, even if they're actually not threatening our safety. Because anything that our brain perceives as possibly hurting us emotionally is going to feel like a tiger. It's going to seem like a tiger, even though it's not a tiger. It could be based on unresolved emotional stresses that we have. And it really creates that kind of fight or flight or freeze response and even the fawn response. It goes unrecognized a lot of times. We don't even realize what's happening to us. It can be as simple as being uncomfortable, an uncomfortable topic that triggers a response from us. When we talk about the different responses that we have or our brain has, let's talk about the four F's, fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. We can respond by having that trauma response or that trigger of fight where we just have an angry outburst or we become aggressive. Maybe we demand perfectionism from other people or It's important for us to, you know, pursue that power. We become very assertive during these times when we have that trigger response 
that creates a fight. Or maybe our trigger response is flight, feeling of panic and anxiety, an obsession or a compulsive behavior. Or maybe it causes us to overworry and hyperactive or overanalytical. And then you have that freeze response. That's where we become depressed or we have even that brain fog or we avoid human contact altogether. Maybe we struggle with making decisions because we're in that freeze response. And last, we have the fawn response. That causes us to go into people-pleasing when we experience the fawn response. Codependency, maybe we play a victim or a rescuer. We have a hard time standing up for ourselves. And we have a hard time saying no. We can lack boundaries at this point, And we defer to others to make the decisions for us. In the fawn response, we can actually avoid all conflict at all cost. But it's just a trigger response. So you can see that there are four different responses when we're triggered. And notice how you may have a tendency to go towards one of these more than another, but you can certainly have more than one response. Most of the time, these triggers are just subconscious. We have to bring awareness to this and we have to be able to recognize if we're in that place of fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. They're just a physical sensation in our body that makes us tell a story about the trigger and that it's happening right now. Again, we don't normally realize what's going on until we start to feel a certain way. And it really starts in our bodies. This physical response can change the blood flow in our body. Less blood goes to the brain and more goes to the muscle actually preparing us for those four Fs, the fight, flight, fawn, or freeze. Some researchers say that when this happens to our body, that there's less blood to the part of our brain that controls our short-term memory. It's a theory that this may prevent that hurt or trauma from going into your long-term memory. And what this means is that something that happened as a child, we could be feeling it, like it's happening right now. We can feel that same sensation that we felt as a child, as a young adult. And then what happens to our bodies? Some believe that it actually can create a physical pain as well. And that physical pain can distract us from our emotional pain. It distracts our brains from the emotions And it can lead some to actually experiencing chronic pain. Research has linked this chronic pain and how it's been impacted by emotional triggers to some more serious health conditions like IBS. Maybe you have some neck and back pain, stiff muscles, migraine headaches, or more serious diseases like chronic fatigue, depression, anxiety, or an autoimmune disease. These sensations in our body actually promote that physical response. 
So it's really important for us to actually pay attention to them and decide if they're even true or if they can even hurt us or not. Is that trigger going to hurt us or is it just an emotional response that we're having in our body, a physical sensation that we can just ride out like a wave? If you just think about a wave and this great big monster wave coming at you, you can just decide that there's calm on the other side and you can ride that wave like an expert surfer. Now, if you'll remember back to episode 10, where I talked about some different Enneagram types and the Enneagram personalities and what those nine types revealed about us. Well, today I'm going to go through even our personalities reveal some things about our triggers. Let's talk about that. So you have the type one, the improvers. They might be triggered by things like being criticized or being lied to or any mistake that harms the greater good, whether it be their mistake or someone else's mistake. They're triggered when people don't follow through and when others don't take responsibility. Then you've got the Enneagram 2, the supporter. They're going to feel triggered whenever they feel like they're being taken for granted, underappreciated, or they're not feeling heard by other people, or they're feeling rejected. Kind of that sense of not being wanted by other people. The Enneagram 3 type. Well, they're the achievers. So they're going to be more triggered by being blamed for someone else's bad behavior, or they're triggered by being embarrassed. Maybe it's because they're not recognized for their accomplishments and their achievements. They're triggered by feeling inefficient or being in a losing situation because the achievers love to win. And then the number four, the individualist, they're triggered by being asked to doing something that they don't value. Anything that compares them to another person, feeling misunderstood, or maybe being compared to a success story. Or how about when they sense that they're being abandoned? That will trigger a four. Type five, the investigator. They're triggered when other people are dishonest being surprised or intruded on, when others don't honor their privacy, or when they can't process their own emotions, and when their research is attacked because they're very analytical and they usually have all the facts and they take great care in understanding and presenting those facts. And number six, the guardian. They may be triggered whenever they're targeted or blamed unfairly, when other people around them are not being authentic, when others lack loyalty towards them, they don't like being lied to or abandoned. They will be triggered when their anxiety is not taken seriously. Number seven, the optimist. When they're dismissed, they're triggered. 
or unjustly criticized. They love their freedom. So when they feel limited in their freedom, they're going to feel triggered. Feeling forced into negative emotions definitely triggers an optimist or just overcritical people in general. Number eight, the protector. They're going to feel triggered when there's some injustice that's not being addressed. When others won't deal directly with an issue or others are not taking responsibility. Being blindsided, betrayed, or manipulated. And when others are not being truthful or direct. And type nines, the accommodator. They're going to be triggered by being told what to do or any disruption in peace and harmony in their life. They don't like being overlooked and ignored. That definitely triggers them. And when others are rude, that will trigger them, or when they feel like someone is taking advantage of them. So you can see that this is just as unique as the person that you are. And so is the triggers with your kids. As I was reading all of these descriptions, you also may have noticed some of these triggers in the Enneagram personality types might reflect some of the triggers that your children have had. It's important for us to understand what these triggers are in our loved ones, because we don't want to cross those boundaries and we don't want to emotionally attack someone unintentionally. Oftentimes, this is where unintentional hurt comes from. So what is the antidote for actually taking care of our own triggers? Well, the first thing is, is being aware of it. Being aware that it's a trigger. You feel this sensation in your body and you notice that you're triggered in that moment by something. Some words said, some music played, a birthday party, a scent. Something somebody has said to you, something somebody has done to you. Just be aware that you're being triggered in that moment. Tell yourself that you're safe and that you're okay. You get to rewrite your story about this trigger. You can say to yourself, I'm okay. This is just a thought error that I'm having based on a trigger. When you notice it, consider telling yourself that this is just a sensation in your body that's coming from a thought that you're having. It's just a thought, and we don't need to make it bigger than it really is. It won't hurt us. You can also create a plan for your triggers. If you know that you're triggered by a certain person or a certain situation that you're about to encounter, have a plan. Have a plan to take care of yourself. Have a plan for dealing with those obstacles. Have some strategies in your back pocket for this. Another great way to counteract these triggers is to keep a journal and write about them. Ask yourself if they're really real or not. Because I know, for example, my 60th birthday, I know that having a birthday party or a surprise party isn't going to make someone die. Not even me. It's silly. And yet I get to explore why I'm having that trigger. What am I noticing about it? 
I get to journal about it. I get to write down that I'm going to be okay. I'm just turning 60. It's not a big deal. It's not going to hurt me. And it's not going to hurt other people in my life. And I do that by noticing it. I do that because I've noticed that I have this trigger going on. If you notice that you're having that physical sensation, it's a great idea to exercise to help your body's response. This is really important, especially if you notice some tense muscles or you notice that you don't feel good, physically feel good. And then the last thing is, is that if you are triggered, get some help. If you can't work this out, if you cannot rewrite your story, if you don't believe that you're actually safe when you're triggered, get some help. Call a trusted friend, call a professional, get in touch with someone. It's so important that we understand what triggers us in life, what emotional triggers are, and how it affects our body. And we can decide to ride that wave out. If you're enjoying this podcast and finding value in our discussions, I'd love to hear from you. Take a moment to leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice. Your feedback is incredibly valuable and it helps other worthy moms just like us discover this podcast. Additionally, if you know another mom that could benefit from our conversations, please share this podcast with her. Together we can create a supportive community of worthy moms. Join me next week for another empowering episode on the Midlife Worthy Moms podcast.